Story four of Buster the Big Brown Bear by George Ethelbert Walsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Buster is carried away by the men. Buster was nearly as much surprised as Luke by the sudden appearance of the men, but he lacked the strength to turn and swim back to the other side of the river indeed between fear and his hard struggle he was almost ready to give up and sink he felt he couldn't take many more strokes even to save his life at first he thought the rocks were being hurled at him but as they followed loop halfway across the river the men throwing them until the lynx was out of reach he concluded that maybe he was safer on that side with the men than on the other with his old enemy this belief was strengthened when the men stopped bombarding the lynx and turned to buster it's a young bear said one of the men sure i told you so before we must save him here you little fellow come here we won't hurt you buster looked at them with eyes that seemed ready to pop out of his head he was so thankful that the men were not going to hurt him that he swam straight toward them one ran out to meet him and caught him in his arms the poor little fellow's hurt the man said noticing the blood on buster's shoulder where loop's claw had caught him when he first tumbled in the river i wish we had a gun to shoot that lynx remarked the other i'll come back and lay for him the man holding buster stroked his head and back as he carried him up on dry land the poor little fellow's tired out and half dead with fright he added and hungry too said the second man we must find him some warm milk got any in the camp nothing but condensed milk well we'll try him with that they carried buster up to their camp in the woods and brought out a can of condensed milk after warming some of this over the fire they gave it to buster Nothing ever tasted so good as that milk, for Buster was cold, tired, and still trembling from fright and weakness. He didn't know it until then, but he was dreadfully hungry, so hungry that he couldn't stop until he had lapped up the last drop. The two men watched him in silence, and then patted him on the back. "'You were hungry, little chap, weren't you?' remarked one. "'Well,' that's enough for the present we don't want to make you sick oh give him a bit of this honeycomb for dessert that won't hurt him and then to buster's delight the man handed him something the very odor of which sent the blood tingling through his veins one taste of it and buster was in ecstasy it was his first taste of honey and the grunt of pleasure that escaped his lips sent the men into a roar of laughter the little chap's having the time of his life one laughed like oliver twist he'll be begging for more when that's gone of course buster didn't know anything about oliver twist but he did know that he could eat that delicious honey all day and when the last drop was gone he did beg for more stand on your hind legs and ask for it and i'll give it to you said the man buster didn't know exactly what he meant 
but it was much easier to reach up to the hand containing the honey when he stood on two legs and he unconsciously obeyed now ask for it buster opened his mouth and snapped at it but the hand was raised beyond his reach then disappointed he uttered a little cry of eagerness to his surprise the man gave him the honey that's right he laughed then turning to his companion he added i'm going to teach him tricks jim you can teach a young cub almost anything if you begin early enough all this was strange talk to buster but he had learned the first lesson of his new life the trick of begging after that when he wanted milk or honey or anything else he stood up on his hind legs and grunted or cried for it he found that he always got what he wanted in this way with his little stomach full of rich milk and sweet honey buster grew very sleepy and when he curled up to rest one of his rescuers spread a warm blanket over him in a few minutes he was lost in slumberland when buster awoke he had a queer sensation of being carried in a hammock or something equally soft and comfortable it was so different from his hard bed on the rocks his first thought that it was all part of a dream but remembering his experience with loop the lynx he shuddered and set up a call for his mother he was frightened and whimpered so loudly that the man carrying him opened the blanket and peeked in what is it buster he asked addressing him by the very name his mother had always called him hungry again buster was indeed hungry again but he was also homesick and wanted his mother he kept on whimpering when the man took him out of the blanket and patted him oh give him something to eat bill and stop his crying said the man's companion so they stopped long enough to feed him again and after that buster felt less homesick and it must be confessed forgot his mother the men began playing with him and buster rolled over and gnawed at a stick for them until they roared with laughter do you know jim said one of his captors we've got a rich prize in that cub he's the most intelligent little chap i ever saw i wonder where he came from probably his mother was killed and that lynx knew it and was trying to make a dinner off him i'd like to get a crack at that lynx some day so would i but i'm mighty glad we saved the cub he'll make a fine pet he's as playful as a dog buster was a little startled to hear that his mother had probably been killed that would account for her not returning to the cave when he called her had loop killed her no buster didn't think so for his mother was big and powerful and could easily knock a lynx over with one blow from her paw then who was her murderer or wasn't she dead these questions were too hard for buster to answer and he soon stopped trying to think of them meanwhile he was safe and well fed and his two captors liked him why should he worry about something that couldn't be helped at night-time the men came to a cabin near the edge of the woods and buster was given a warm blanket in one corner of it he watched them cook their evening meal and ate whatever they fed him the bacon sizzling in the frying-pan smelt so good that buster poked his nose in it 
and then drew back with a howl of pain it burnt his little nose and brought the tears to his eyes let that be a lesson buster not to poke your nose in things that don't belong to you laughed one of the men then he handed him a piece of bacon well cooked and not too hot buster swallowed it in one gulp what are you going to do with the little fellow jim suddenly asked one of the men you know we can't keep him in the city i've thought of that replied the other slowly the only thing we can do is to sell him he ought to be worth something this was the first hint to buster that he wasn't always going to live with his captors and it made him very sad when bears were sold what became of them buster didn't know and he went to sleep very troubled but he wasn't sold after all and in the next story you will hear how he was stolen End of story four. Recording by phone.